Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left. That ball's hit well. Back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball, deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run! It's a home run! A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. What I will say is that nobody knows what Kevin Durant is thinking right now. Um, His communication with teammates and others in the league has been sparse. Um, I don't even think that the Nets have a 100% understanding of why Kevin asked for a trade. Kyler, can we uh, put a quash to baseball now? What do you say? Put a squash to baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So what? Did you guys see the payroll of the Oakland A's versus his contract? <laughs> Enough said. I mean, this is a this dude's a freak. Yeah. You know, and and people talk about him like he's some slap from East Boga, you know, community college. Kyler did not say no, TJ. He just kind of laughed. Oh, oh man. Oh, didn't what get did much say? sleep uh-huh. last night. Uh, baseball. Good morning, everybody. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show on a Monday, July 25. Toby and TJ back with you 40 days away from a Sooner kickoff. This is The Ref. The home of Sooner fans were brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, XOE. It's the place to be. Two locations, one in Newcastle, one in Goldsby. Uh, The bad boy mowers, you hear me talk about those all the time. They got those at Extreme Outdoor Equipment, but... It's the CF Motos that I've been telling you about recently. These things are crazy, man. They are awesome. They got the power to conquer more from rocky creek beds to colossal mud pits to wooded mountainsides. High-performance vehicles, that's what we're talking about here, that rip through the toughest terrain, and they do it with ease. Outfitted with custom-designed, liquid-cooled, four-stroke engines, and an unmatched assortment of standard features. Our ATVs and side-by-sides crush trailheads and more. It's the ultimate adrenaline rush, TJ. A heavy-duty utility machine that can take on anything. We're talking about CF Motos, and they got them at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Again, two locations, one in Newcastle, one in Goldsby. Hey, a quick... uh, well, programming, bottom of this hour, top 25 starts. We unveil team number 25 today. Brought to you by the Carter Jennings Law Firm. Carter Jennings Law Firm. Uh, but also, over the weekend on the uh, Sooner Sports podcast, Chris Plank put out the radio broadcast from the 1972 OU Nebraska game. 
Did you get a chance to hear any of this, teacher? No, I, he was talking about it on Friday, but I never got a chance to hear any of it. I would highly recommend any Sooner fan, even if it's for five minutes, if you don't want to listen to the entire broadcast. If you can, go for it. It's a it's an unbelievable walk down memory lane. It was, uh, of course, 1971 is the game of the century. But 1972 was an amazing game, too. 50 years ago this year, OU went to Lincoln and pulled out a miracle. And... Um, we have recently been uh, gifted a bunch of old audio tapes of old uh, OU radio broadcasts that uh, Sooner Vision has, and this was one of them, 1972. So it's Bob Barry on the call, TJ, of the 1972 OU Nebraska game from Lincoln, and he's joined by almost the entirety of the third quarter by Johnny Bench in the booth. <laughs> Who sounds like he's 16 years old. Right. Yeah, uh, He sounds like he's from Binger, Oklahoma, and he's 16 years old. There's a whole bunch of, oh, golly, gee, uh, you know, in there. And if and I would encourage you to listen because it's, a, it's historic. It's a great game, all that kind of stuff. But from a broadcasting standpoint, if you perhaps are younger – or you only remember the last couple of years of Bob Barry, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen so you could hear how good this guy was in his prime. Not that he wasn't great in his last few years, but in 1972, Bob Barry was an unbelievable play-by-play guy. And, I mean, he is... Sharpie is fast. He's got every name of everybody on the field. It is an incredible listen at how good this guy was. Um, and it was a great reminder for me. Great, because I haven't heard an old Bob Barry broadcast in a long time. But young Bob Barry was really incredible. You weren't born yet. That's what's fascinating. When I, when you mm-hmm. uh, Chris has pulled these games up before and had some uh games that he's thrown on there that are you know 20 30 40 years old whatever it may be and then you think like you weren't born yet but yet you called games with him eventually and now here you are talking <laughs> about a game that happened you know 50 years ago that you think about that I think about that in 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 terms of you that someday somebody's going to be sitting here about oh that uh OU Texas game Back in uh, 2021, this is the 50th anniversary, uh, Toby Rowland, who just retired last year, uh, was on the call with that 50 years ago. I'm, I'm exaggerating the dates a little bit here of when you would be calling games, but um, yeah. but you see what I'm saying? Like It's like you weren't born yet when that game happened. No. He's calling that game. Johnny Bench stops by, and yet yeah. you eventually call games with that guy. Yeah, that's it's incredible. Right. It's he incredible. did. He did it for a while. He did it for and a long I hope, time. I did not mean to insinuate anything there, other than it's a great listen. I I, I hope people, Bob Barry was great later in his career as well. Oh, but absolutely. It is, to hear young Bob Barry is really was just a joy. I drove around Saturday running some errands Friday and Saturday. I think I guess it was Saturday when that dropped, and listened to a good chunk of that game, and. Um, it's just a treat. It's really a treat. So, 
Anyway, check it out. Just the sound of those games, how the microphones sounded back yeah. in those days uh, when guys are calling on. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just an awesome sound. Everybody seems to, I don't know if it's because of the uh, age of the recording or what, but everything sounds a little bit sped up. Mm-hmm. Like everybody talked a little faster back then. I feel like anyway. I don't know. Uh, okay. The XFL TJ announced its cities yesterday. And we knew Bob Stoops was going to coach again, but we now know he's going to be the head coach of the Arlington franchise. Not Dallas. Arlington. Don't know the team name yet. Uh, but he will be the head coach for the Arlington fighting Arlingtons or whatever they're going to be. I probably, that's probably I hope it. that's what they are. The that's Arl- probably not it. The Arlington Fighting Arlingtons. The other seven locations are Houston, which will be coached by Wade Phillips. Orlando will be coached by Terrell Buckley. Las Vegas, uh, Rod Woodson will be their head coach. San Antonio will play in the Alamo Dome. Heinz Ward will be their head coach. Seattle, coached by Jim Hazlitt. St. Louis, coached by Anthony Becht. And Washington, D.C., coached by Reggie Barlow. How so old is Wade Phillips? He's got to be mid to late 70s, right? Got a problem with that? Well, I'm just saying enjoy some retirement, man. I guess this isn't that I... huge and time-consuming of a gig, but... 75 for Wade 75, Phillips. okay. Yeah, I mean, I think there are some who can who can walk off into retirement, and there are some who can't in all walks of life, TJ. Yeah, and coaching I guess that's is no true. Different. I guess that's true. And Wade Phillips is, you know, I mean, look at Bob. I mean, Bob's coaching again in the XFL. Uh, so. Is this one going to work? Yeah. The money no. and the uh, commitment behind The Rock and his uh, ex-wife, is it going to work? Let me think about that. Uh, no. <laughs> what do you mean work? Like, like more not, than half a season? Not yeah, be, maybe, but long not be, term? Uh, no. Not be done in two or three years, yeah. What does The Rock have to do with anything? Why would that make any well, sense? I mean, difference? he's a successful... I'm, I'm open to listening. He's a successful business person that seems to have his head on straight and have a uh, good grasp of things. He's built really? a multi, you know, billion dollar industry, I'm sure, with what his uh, production company and everything else that he's built with this ex-wife. They were both involved in a lot of the businesses, so I don't know. I mean, he's a smart business guy is all I'm saying. Like, is he the one that finally gets it to work? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, okay. Your boy Vince McMahon retired, by the way, over the weekend. Well, speaking of The Rock. Are you saddened by this? There's talk of uh, The Rock like making a, an offer to purchase WWE. He's been one of the names thrown out there. So, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew it would eventually have to happen. I mean, a well, guy. Well, you're just, really plugged into the rock world, aren't you? <laughs> My kid just dropped a $120 pair of <laughs> uh, shoes of a rock Under Armour shoe. So, yeah, I'm locked in. Oh, um, they're the rock Under Armour shoes? They're some rock brand. Yeah, I don't know. They got a Brahma Bull on the side. <laughs> I don't know. Really? Man. That's what I'm saying. The Rock's got some cash. 
big Dwayne Johnson household. Um, no, it's sad. Yeah, I, I love Vince. Obviously, Vince was a scumbag, and we found out some information here recently that I said, huh, that's like the least shocking news I've heard in, like, uh, for well, forever. So, um, if somebody would have came to me and said, hey, Vince isn't a very good guy, especially behind the scenes, I would have said, okay, I could have told you that like 30 years ago, but... Um, He's built uh, an incredible, incredible company, and it's sad to see it kind of go. And I know probably once he's gone, then the kids probably will say, you know what, we're ready to, to find a buyer and we'll sell this thing off. I just can't see Shane and Stephanie uh, continuing on, you know, once he's gone. So we'll see. We'll see. Now, am I wrong or was Stephanie McMahon hanging out with the OU softball team after they won there? Uh, yes, Did her, I and, that correctly? Uh, her and her husband, Triple H, were, were there, yeah. And what's the connection there? They're just big fans, or do they know, uh, are they ha- friends Chris, with Patty? Or Chris like, what's said, the yeah, I think they've got some connection with Patty from some events that they've worked together or something. Chris said, we'll have to ask him again at the crossover today, but he had mentioned there's some tie there with Patty, yeah. What a bizarre world. Like you said, her husband, Triple H. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, is that really her husband? Is that's, that her? That's her real her, life husband. That's her He's husband like, in, uh, in uh, wrestling husband or? Both, both. Does that's, it say Triple H on his birth certificate? No, that's, uh, I mean, what, like. His real name is Paul something. What a Levesque world. or Lavosque or I don't remember what his last name is, but. I'm embarrassed for you knowing all this stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was all still going on when wrestling was in my prime uh, viewing rotation, so <laughs> not quite as much, but. I mean, they're still around. They're still involved. Like, Triple H has a, a position within the front office. I mean, he's... All right. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. So, if he survives, he just recently had a heart attack, so... Or some oh, type boy. of well, cardiac of arrest. To all yeah. three H's, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. How do we get off on uh, this? XFL, oh, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. XFL, oh, I got you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. gave the XFL cities and coaches, and then I said, your boy Vince McMahon retired him, because it was a big news. It was all over the... Uh, all you know, the, the bottom line on ESPN mm-hmm. and the interwebs and the Twitter machines and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's how we got going that way. Break time. We are getting closer to the unveiling of team number 25 as the top 25 countdown starts today. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. If you're looking to sell your home, how would you like to put a lot more money in your pocket? $8.99 listing fee. That's what Terry Saxon does for you. No hidden charges at the end, saving you thousands of dollars. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Before we get to the uh, phone lines, Air Comfort Solutions text line, you guys need to go to J&W's Grill in Chickasha. They've been making smash burgers since the 70s. Get the double meat cheeseburger with fried onions. You'll love it. Sounds great. Well, maybe J&W's needs to have Toby out for a remote. Maybe that's what needs to happen there. Sounds great. Yeah. Chickasha's got some food now, man. They, they, they know the uh, home of the fighting chicks. They know how to eat down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
this one says, I think this is this is kind of the serial thing that we've been discussing, but it says great article on ESPN about Brent Venables. Um, it's kind Thank of where you. some of that stirred up Thank over the Carter. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I love John Brooks as a kid listening to him and Treps is what this uh, texture oh, says. Yeah. See that was the that was my childhood right there was uh was that duo, and um, so this seventy two would have been the first Bob Barry voice of the Sooners uh, run. Then he went to OSU for a while, then came back to OU. Uh, but you know when when I was in the backyard acting like I was Billy Sims and everything is when John Brooks was <laughs> you are no was Billy on the mic. Sims. <laughs> I had a pretty good high step. <laughs> Pretty good high step. Uh, it's the morning of bashing older people on the ref, LOL. Who have we been bashing that's older? Well, you came hard at Wade Phillips. Oh, well, um, yeah. I just said how old is Wade Phillips. Enjoy your retirement. You came, uh, I don't remember who else. I'm not sure who else, but you. not a surprise after the week you had last week. Because if they're saying you bashed um, Bob Barry, you did not. No, I certainly didn't. No, no, I certainly did not. I certainly did so. not. And we're old people. Like, why would we bash old people? I hired Mike Steely for a reason around here. I needed someone older around here, okay? <laughs> and we love old people. We love old we people. Love we old hired people. Mike Steely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Steel Man. Uh, KD to the Celtics? That's the talk said, today. That's that the maybe, rumors. Uh, Boston's that's the... trying to make a run at him. Yeah. But apparently, no one's heard from Katie or seen him in six months. So they, they don't even know what he wants or where he is. How would you feel about that if that went down? Uh, perfect. I don't like the Celtics. I don't like KD. Yeah. So perfect match. Yeah. Be, it would. Be, it would not be too hard to not root for him there, right? Uh, pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, last one here says, Toby, when will the first coaches show from Rudy's air and will it be shown on ESPN plus? It seems like we get asked this like once or twice a week. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, I see like we answer it every other day. Uh, normally the coaches shows start the week of the first game. So, um, I do not know if they have made that announcement yet. I have not heard. I assume that is the case unless, Coach Venables wants to uh, proceed in some sort of a different manner, but uh, that's the assumption I'm living under for now, is that the week of the opener, so the Tuesday before the season opener, which would be, TJ, what date is that? September 3rd is the season opener. So the Tuesday before would be August 30th. Mm -hmm. Yes, August 30th. Would be the first uh, huddle. And Brent Venable's coaches show at Rudy's. That's the assumption I'm living under now until an official announcement is made. I think that'll probably be the case. What was the second part of that question? Oh, ESPN Plus. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So August 1, I think, is when everything, you know, not that there's anything to air necessarily on August 1, but we're getting near the point where the Valley sports contract ends and the ESPN Plus contract uh takes over so yeah my my uh what we've been told is that not only will games live there but coaches shows will as well on the sooner vision brought to you by espn plus so i'm sure we'll have a ton of information in the month of august about all of this coming our way but for the sake of penciling it into your calendar i think august 30th is a pretty good bet and then tuesdays after that uh, throughout the year now we take a call let's take a call 
Benny is on hold. Good morning, Benny. TR, my brother, good morning. How are you and TJ doing this morning? Oh, I've never Damn. been better and had less, Benny. How there are you, you go. Now you, got, now you got it right down, Pat, my friend. Hey, I got a sudden death scenario for you in baseball. You're the, you're the manager and TR's, TJ's the manager. There's sudden death. Opposing the, teams? The home, the we're, home we're, team. we're the managers of opposing teams? Correct. Okay, I'll, I'll have you to choose what you'd do and what TJ would do. The home team gets to choose either bat in the, uh, after nine innings or play defense. Now, if you take the batting and you score a run, ball game's over. But if you choose to bat and don't score, TJ wins. You don't play extra innings, just that sudden death inning. I think that's going to be sooner or later coming along. You think so, huh? Mm-hmm. I read an article that uh, they did some of that in the uh, – uh, college, the you know those guys that were picked to play summer ball or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, thanks for the call, Benny. Keep listening off the air. Hey, one more this, question. Okay? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Okay, on baseball for the Sooners, eleven players drafted. My golly, are we going to have a team next year? We are, Benny. They have <laughs> reloaded. Yeah, they have reloaded through the transfer portal and junior college, and they got a great freshman class coming in. I was in, wondering so, about that. Yeah, I'd like uh, to have they, you. They got a guy last night from uh, the University of Virginia who was uh, one of the top closers in the country two years ago who is coming to OU, he announced. So. Excellent. Uh, yeah, yeah they, like they've had a very, very profitable few days. Okay, thanks for the call. I'd like to have, have you and TJ comment on that sudden death. What would you yeah, do or what well. would TJ do if you – and the home team gets to choose prior before the game if you play offense or defense. Thanks, my friends. Okay. All right, see you later. I mean, I, under that scenario, I think every team would do what they do in the NFL, which is take the ball. If, if you score and you win, you want the ball first. So, right, Teach? I mean, if they're going to play, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But if you're going to play under those rules, then give me the ball first. I'll play offense first because if you score, you're, the game's over. There's no incentive then not to go first. So Wrong. you go first. That would not be what oh, I oh. do and what my decision would be. When they asked me before the game and the media is sitting there, I'd say, where's the camera? Where's the camera? Right there? Right there? Hey, Rob Manfred, this isn't how I play the game. You can take your sudden death and shove it up your... And then I'd walk out of the room. That's how I would handle that. Clown axe. Clown axe. Um, yeah, it's not going to come to that. However, let me ask you this. It's not going to, I don't think they're going to do this either, but you watched the All Star game this year. Yes. And this year they were playing under the if we go to extra innings, we're going to have a home run home derby. Run derby. Mm-hmm. Weren't you kind of excited to see it? Hope the, the National League hopefully tie it up there so we can have a home run derby. Uh, well, to I don't mind it. that in an exhibition game like that. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. What if we did that in the regular season? That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Like it would be. It, it, uh, they're not going to do it. Everybody, calm down, okay? Out there listening right now, you're throwing <laughs> things at the radio. Toby's an idiot. I am an idiot, but it it sounds to me like soccer where you end it with PKs, you know, eventually. Like maybe it's after the – instead of after nine, let's say it's still tied after 12, okay? So after nine innings, you play three innings of 
you know, normal extra innings. And if it's still not decided, then we have a home run derby. Fans would have something to stick around and look forward to, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of intriguing, isn't it? You give me your three best guys, I'll give you my three best. They get three swings it, each. Whoever hits the most home runs wins. It would keep older, fat DHs in business a lot longer. Like, you we only keep need you. Around we on only your bench. need you if it's a tie game <laughs> in extra innings, and then you've got to roll with this team. Oh, I forgot to tell you this. We were we went to the Rockies uh, uh, Pirates game. Oh, what's the guy's name? He just got traded to the Mets. Big first baseman for Pittsburgh, Vogel song. What's his oh, name? Yeah. Vogel uh, song. Vogelberg. Yeah. You know what I'm talking uh, yeah, about? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yes. It looks like he's plays in a beer league softball league. Beer, beer yes. softball team in a beer league. Huge guy, right? Okay, so it's Star Wars Day, and as they're giving the starting lineup Vogelbach. for the Rockies, Daniel Vogelbach. That's it. Thank you. They're giving. Uh, they're putting up their. Like a Star Wars character, like their face is on the body of the Rockies, the home team. Their face is on the body of Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader or uh, Han Solo or whatever oh, they uh, on the big screen. Have. They better not have. I know As they're given the starting lineups. <laughs> well, now they go to give the Pirates starting lineup, right? And they put – this is like 30 minutes before the game. They – they show Daniel Vogelbach's name, and they have a photo of Jabba the Hutt. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm dead serious. And Peyton and Trevor and I are all laughing and looking at it. You, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe Jabba, it's a Jabba the Hutt. It's up there for like 20, 15, 20 seconds with all of his stats and everything. So now the game starts, and they're doing it again. As each guy comes to the plate, they put their... <laughs> You know, their profile and their stats up on the screen. And we're just, I got my phone out because I'm going to like social media this thing. If they show it again. Uh, so Vogelback comes up first inning. He's like batting fourth. He comes up and they've changed it from Jabba the Hutt to some, I don't know, nondescript Star Wars character that I don't <laughs> know a, enough just about. Just a stormtrooper, just generic yeah, yeah, yeah. body. I was like, I wish I knew the behind the scenes story there of like what happened between. You know, 30 minutes before when they showed Jabba, who got yelled at, who got fired, who, you know, what happened? Did the Pittsburgh Pirates front office call? Did Vogelback get mad? Something Did, uh, like, yeah, what happened? Something happened there and someone probably lost their job. Change that graphic! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. But everybody would have a Daniel Vogelback on their team. Absolutely, yeah. That you would just sit there for the home run derby. Oh, I, I know all you baseball purists right now just changed the station because we even brought up the idea of messing with baseball in any way. So I apologize. It would be kind of fun, though, wouldn't it? If you like if it's still tied, we're going to have a home run derby to end this thing. It's fun it's if you've fun. got an Aaron Judge or a King Griffey Jr. or somebody like that, sitting, which most people have a, Everybody's a power somebody, hitting right? uh, somebody. But some are better than others. The top 25 countdown begins next the ref network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at brown o'haver fire wind theft tornado we can help call 405-735-5510 in just moments 25 complete strangers from across america will move into this house with one goal in mind 
to be the last coach standing and win the national title grand prize. Good evening, everyone. I'm TJ Perry. It's almost fall, America, and that can only mean one thing. It's time for Coach's Big Brother. This season promises to be the most twisted fall ever. We have a realignment game twist that's sure to send the house guests scrambling like never before. But first, let's meet this year's contestants. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law. 405-659-7221 or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. I like it. All right. I see what you're doing there. A little big brother feel to the countdown this year, uh, which means... I told uh, you yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that hated that. They're like, oh. It's going to be a lot of work for you over the next... Uh, <laughs> so right. We're going to vote some people out. Uh, but so first... every team that gets a... But first. So in this scenario, you are playing the role of Julie Chin Moonves. That's right. right? That's right. Are you going to have some encouraging saying for us at the end of each day's uh, and remember, team reveal? The sun always shines in your face when you look at the sun. <laughs> yes, yes, please. If you could wrap. If at the end of talking about whatever team we have each day, you could just give us some uh, encouraging, <laughs> uplifting saying. I'll try to. I'll try to come up Cracks with something. Up. Sometimes you can tell like they're running out of time. They really don't have time for it. But she crams it in real fast anyway. You know. <laughs> don't forget, days are like lollipops. All right. All right. Thank you, Julie. All right, so here we go, Teach. Here we go. Five straight weeks of telling you about the contenders, or at least the teams we want you to know about in college football. One team each day, counting you down to number one. Again, we stress this, folks. It's important you know this up front. We consider this the most irrelevant, inconsequential top 25 in all of college football. TJ, you can confirm this year in and year out. We are more wrong than any other poll, correct? It is important to know Absolutely. up front, folks. That's been scientifically proven. We do proven. not take ourselves seriously whatsoever. Uh, this is an educational fact-finding mission. All right? So don't get too upset. Don't get too angry. If some teams are ranked higher than you think or lower than you think they should be or whatever, who cares? It's a radio show top 25 run by two knuckleheads that are quickly approaching 50. <laughs> What's our age have to do with it? I don't know. I don't know. I just threw that in there. So here we go, here we go, here we go. T today, team number 25, the T-Row in the Morning Show Top 25 College Football Countdown is... It's a fight song we get to hear in person this year. Team number 25, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, TJ. And with that, cue the first eye roll of the countdown this year. I'm pretty sure when I texted TJ over the week in Nebraska, I could hear the eye roll coming through the uh, Twitter machine, <laughs> the text machine. I mean, uh, come on, Teej. It was a 23-16 to game on Owen Field last year. You yourself have said this game's a little bit scary, right? Can Nebraska be. Nebraska yeah. in be. Lincoln, maybe. A little frightening. 
Uh, let's at least learn a little more about Nebraska. Whether they deserve to be in the top 25 or no is a bit of a stretch, perhaps, because they only went 3-9 and nine last year. The worst season since 1957. Amazingly, Scott Frost hung on to his job, but he was forced to not only give up play-calling duties, but also hire an entirely new offensive staff. Mark Whipple comes in to run the offense. He comes from Pitt, where they had a very good year last year. Whipple also will be the uh, quarterback's coach. The thing about their 3-9 and nine record last year, though, is that just like in the OU game, every one of their losses was by a single score. They were right there in, uh, well, eight of their nine losses, excuse me, were by a single score. And the ninth was against Ohio State, which they lost to by nine. They were right there in every game. They just could not get over the hump in the end. Obviously, the biggest move for them is at quarterback. Adrian Martinez now plays for Kansas State, and Nebraska brings in Casey Thompson. Casey Thompson, who was at Texas last year, who lit up the Sooners last year in the Cotton Bowl, is now the quarterback for Nebraska. Their other big uh, transfer portal pickup was on the defensive side of the ball, TCU's O'Shawn Mathis, great pass rusher. We'll talk defense here in a second. But Casey Thompson will be the quarterback, they have an experienced offensive line returning, except for the center. They lost lost Cam Jurgens at center, but uh, experience other than that. Donovan Rayola, by the way, there's a familiar name for you. He's the new O-line coach now at Nebraska. Omar Manning had a nice game, wide receiver against OU last year. He's back this year. Fortunately, Austin Allen, the giant tight end, uh, that ate the Sooners up, went to the NFL. But their other big tight end pass catcher, Travis Vokalek, is back. Uh, so they've got a couple of stars there, not real deep, but Omar Manning, very good wide receiver. Vokalek, very good tight end. Defensively, and offensively, by the way, statistically, they were very good last year. They outrushed, outpassed, and outscored their opponents uh, in total offense, but they just couldn't beat them on the uh, on the uh, final scoreboard. Defensively, uh, they got they lost a ton, and they were not very good last year at all. This is, I think, if you are an OU fan, listen up here, because I think that um, uh, Dylan Gabriel. And the Sooner offense has a chance to have a heyday when they face the Huskers. Uh, they do have four of their top tacklers back from last year, but they got ravaged on the defensive side of the ball. Best players back, inside linebackers Luke Reimer and Nick Heinrich. Outside linebacker Garrett Nelson, cornerback Quentin Newsom. That's the good news. But they got to replace almost their entire front seven. The defensive line is going to be a bunch of new guys up front, other than O'Shawn Mathis, who's a new guy but has a ton of experience. And the defensive backfield has to replace uh, a ton as well from a defense that was 99th in the country last season. Not a very good defense for Nebraska last season. 
But, again, new season, high hopes. Here's the thing about Nebraska, uh, other than new offensive coaching staff, new quarterback, and O'Shawn Mathis to help him out on the defensive side of the ball. They got a lot of help in the schedule this season, the Big Ten schedule. Ohio State and Michigan State rotate off the schedule. Indiana and Rutgers rotate on. Thank you very much if you are a Nebraska fan. They could very well, TJ, be 3-0 going into that OU game. Interesting opener, week zero. Here's one that all Sooner fans are going to want to watch on week zero when the Sooners are not yet playing. Right out of the box, Nebraska and Northwestern will be playing in Dublin, Ireland. It's an 11.30 a.m. Fox game I said, on what? August 27th. Yeah. I think Notre Dame's played over there in Ireland before. Nebraska and Northwestern, that's a Big Ten game, first game of the season in Dublin, Ireland. Winnable game, losable game. We'll see how that goes. That could be a big table setter for their season. After that, they come home for what should be a couple of layups against North Dakota and Georgia Southern. Not North Dakota State, North Dakota and Georgia Southern. And then they get the Sooners. So that OU Nebraska game in Lincoln on September 17th will be game three for OU. It'll be game four for Nebraska. After that, I mean, listen to the schedule. They've already got two, maybe three wins. I'm not giving them the OU game. I'm saying that Northwestern game they could win. After that, they've got Indiana at home, at Rutgers, at Purdue, Illinois at home, Minnesota at home. Not exactly brutal. The tough stretch of their schedule is their final three games. At Michigan, Wisconsin, and at Iowa. Their schedule's very backloaded. Now, I'm not here to tell you Nebraska's going to win the Big Ten or make a run at a college football playoff or anything like that. Mostly Nebraska is in this spot in the countdown because OU plays them this year, and we want to learn more about the team they're going to play. But, TJ, they were close last year. They played a lot of close games. They have Casey Thompson, who could be an improvement at quarterback. They've got a very nice pickup in O'Shawn Mathis. The schedule takes a turn for them to the easier this year. It's either Scott Frost's final year or they've posted a winning record and are going to a bowl game. I mean, he's got to do that to keep his job, I think. What do you think? Nebraska at 25, too high, too low, or just right? Just right, and and you said a lot no, of what I would say. One, the schedule is what jumps out at you. They've got a situation where they were so close last year. If they can just turn the corner, figure out how to finish off some of these games, because a lot of those games last year, too, it's like, man, they're going to win this game, and then they would let it let it go in the last four or five minutes of the game. They've got a schedule where you see, man, there's eight wins there that you say hey, they should have those games, and then we'll see what happens in those tougher games those last three weeks of the year. But you're right. It's either you figure that out or it's his last year. And I'm holding on to the hope of my prediction that this was the right hire and being high on Scott Frost a few years back that he turns it around. Casey Thompson is where a lot of it hinges on. And Casey Thompson has shown flashes of being a really good quarterback in college football. And he's shown a lot of flashes of this guy 
uh, is not going to get it done. So can Casey Thompson turn that corner, and can he turn it with Nebraska? We'll see. So, But you look at their schedule and how things set up for him. He's got a season where he could end up in the top 25 at the end if he just finishes how to get his team to finish games. And he's got eight wins sitting there that I say, well, you're sitting at eight wins. That's typically where you're at, you know, at the end of the year, 24, 25. And if you can get that ninth, you're definitely probably in the top 25 if you're Nebraska. So schedule yeah. falls right for them. And I think you're, I think you've got them just right. And it's a, it's obviously right. a huge year for like a lot of people with that program. So they need to win that opener. Well, oh, absolutely. Be, if they absolutely. could, if they could beat Northwestern, uh, in Ireland, really good chance that you've got a three and O Nebraska and a two and O Oklahoma meeting. Yes. On September seventeenth in Lincoln, and that would be a lot of fun. Former coworker, our good friend Jessica Cootie, going to join us at eight oh five this morning. Now a part of the uh, Nebraska broadcast crew. We will chat with uh, Jessica more about Nebraska coming up at 8.05 this morning. Nebraska at number 25. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. T-Row in the Morning Show. Toby and TJ back with you for a really quick short segment this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group, home of the $8.99 listing fee. Um, Air Comfort Solutions text line. TJ is not bashing old people unless they're quarterbacks for the University of Oklahoma. Hey, get it right. Former yeah. left-handed quarterbacks, okay? Right. Or Southerner. Old Southerners, you might come after them. <laughs> right, old Southerners. <laughs> I wrote one down last night. Let me see if I can find it here. I wrote one down last night. I was going to uh, hang on just a second here, TJ. I've got it I am happier than a fruit fly in a berry bowl. Isn't that what she said last night on the show? Yeah, that's what I mean. They have to be giving her these, right? She can't just have all these in her head. I'm happier than a fruit fly in a berry bowl. I can't do it. I can't. You're better at this. By the way, quit milking the sprained ankle, too. Get off the little scooter and dragging yourself backwards (laughs) upstairs. It's been two weeks on a sprained ankle. Walk. Jenny says the same thing. And they add the squeaking sound effect to her cart when it I think rides. that's the only reason she's got it now, so they can play the squeak. <laughs> Top of the hour break. We'll be back.